welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. This episode is sponsored by Ferro and Ball, Podium, Graco, Rustoleum, Wooster, Purdy, and Hyde. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Corey Leister with us. Corey is the owner of Inspired by You, and we're going to talk through a little bit about her entrepreneurial experience as well as the way that she runs her business. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time to, to make this happen and stuff. Um, it's been really fun getting to know you here over the last couple of years. Uh, for those of our listeners that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Corey Leister. I own Inspired by You. It's a pretty multifaceted business. We do primarily cabinet refinishing. We have uh, Inspired by You Coatings line. Um, I run classes here with Inspired by University. I have a couple Facebook groups that I that I run, and uh, so I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I know we're going to dive into a lot of that here throughout the rest of the show. Um, no, I, I appreciate you taking time to come be on here. It's definitely an honor, and um, you know, like I said, I've enjoyed getting to know you, getting to know your business. Um, I know you've been a huge inspiration, uh, hence the inspired by you, uh, <laughs> to a lot of people in the industry uh, and a huge asset. Um, and you've got a, a huge caring heart, which I appreciate. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited to to have you do this. This will be the last podcast episode I record in this office because we move into our new house on Friday. So okay. um, I'm not saying we're saving the best for last, but yeah, I'll let everybody <laughs> take that how they want. So um, what in what inspired you to start inspired by you and i'm not even sorry about the terrible pun there what was what was the inspiration what what made you start your business you know i was it was 2015 and for me i was at one of the lowest points in my life i just felt like i had lost passion and purpose and i was searching my kids were one three and four at the time and um i had uh, i had taught uh, in the classroom for five years. And I knew that I didn't want to send my kids to public school. Uh, and it just wasn't for our family. And so we were looking at schools and what we wanted to do. And I needed to find a way to create some additional income to send our kids to the school that we had selected, um, that we felt would be a good, good fit for our family. And so, you know, it was just kind of the perfect storm of me looking for purpose and needing some additional income. And, um, you know, I was out visiting my sister in Oklahoma and the whole time I was out there just helping her create her nursery and doing furniture and wall murals and home decor and just a little bit of everything. She says, you've got a gift, you need to go into a business. And it was the first time I had felt like, you know, I, I had, uh, I had my passion back and, the day I got home from that vacation, um, 
I got a call from one of my mom's friends asking me to paint her kitchen cabinets. So then it was off that's to the races funny. from there. Yeah, I was going to say, if, <laughs> if that's not a sign, I don't know what is, honestly. Right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's super cool. And so, so you started with cabinet painting. Did you guys do anything else in addition to it? Or did you just start with the cabinets right yeah. off the bat? Um, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was just kind of throwing stuff up against the wall, seeing what yeah. would stick. Um, you know, my first cabinet job, I was like, sure, I'll paint your cabinets. How hard could it be? I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And, um, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy. I mean, to this day, we've done hundreds of cabinets and we're still learning something new with each yeah. job that we do. Um, but yeah, I was doing furniture, home decor, just a little bit of everything. And through the years, we've really just niched it down to just cabinet refinishing. So, okay. Why, why was that? What, what made, what mm. kind of led you guys down that path? Why did you weed out all the other stuff? Like kind of hone in a little bit on that. Well, I know that um, I feel like success principles don't change no matter the arena. So you can take whatever whatever it is that you're doing and you can apply the same success principles and become successful. And so I knew that I needed to have a system that was learnable, teachable, duplicatable, and it was a proven process. And I felt like with the wide variety of stuff that we were doing, it was hard to get that process down um, and duplicate it so that I could, you know, if I were to hire employees to be able to teach them everything um, because there was so many different processes that I would have to implement. And so throughout the years, I just kind of weeded out the stuff that was a lot of time and a little bit of money. (laughs) So that's good. And so we landed on cabinets because, you know, it was, um, with, with the proven process that we've created, we've been able to, um, you know, just have, have a set process in place to get us great results for our customers and it's duplicatable and our, and our, even our newest employees last week, it was so awesome because I had two new employees. One's been here for maybe two months. The other one, it was our second week. And the one who was here for two months was teaching the one who was there for two weeks. And it was just a beautiful thing because the, the process is just, you're able to learn it, but then you're also able to teach it because it's so duplicatable. That's awesome. So how early on did you start narrowing that down? Did you start that before you Mm -hmm. had employees? Did you wait until you were getting into the thick of it and having more and more employees? Okay. We have to niche down. Like where, when did that decision, I guess, come into play for you? I think the first thing I started weeding out was the home decor stuff because it would take hours. And I was like, man, I can go on Etsy and buy the same thing. And (laughs) I'm just like, and then, then we got a Hobby Lobby down the road and I'm like, man, it took me three hours to do this. And I could have bought it and saved so much money. Like, so home decor was out the door real quick. Cause I was like, there's no money to be made in that for, for me at least. And then, um, when Patricia was my first employee, she's been with me for almost five years now. And um, when I hired her, it was just kitchens and furniture. And we've done furniture up through, I guess it was about two, 2020. 2020 is when we, um, when we were still doing furniture and kitchen cabinets. And then um, through the pandemic, like 
that just the demand for cabinets went through the roof. And so that's when we started just saying, hey, we've got to focus. We're going to just eliminate the furniture projects and stick with cabinets, primarily because furniture is, I mean, it takes um, more of us, everybody now wants just solid white or, you know, one color finishes with cabinets. Furniture is definitely more um, artistic and I love it because I am an artist and I love to create and I love that kind of thing. So if I had a choice, I would do furniture over cabinets any day of the week. But um, financially, it just it didn't make sense. Yeah, no, so. that's good. We had uh, we had somebody here inspecting our house, getting ready to sell it, and they saw some cornhole boards in the basement that we have mm-hmm. bags, whatever whatever people listening to this call it all over the country, right? Um, and I did a custom blues like jersey look on it and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" and I was like, yeah, I said, you know, I, I used to love doing that stuff for people, right? Like people be mm-hmm. like, hey, I really want a set of, you know, Cardinals ones made. And I'm like, cool. And then I like did the math on it, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm literally working for $3 an hour. Like yep. I love doing this for people because <laughs> it's fun, but I don't love it that much, right? Like this isn't that yep. much of a hobby for me. So I was like, quickly, I'm like, nope, I, I'm, I'm done with that. So, yeah. um, so that's good. I'm glad you had the realization early on with that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, but I guess real quick, before I jump into the, the system, you made a comment about something about the new people training new people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to know, like, there is an art and a science in kitchen cabinet refinishing. Yes. But if you have the system in the process, it's very duplicatable, mm-hmm. right? It's a checklist. Yep. Did you do Absolutely. this? Did you do it well? Okay, great. Now we go to the next step. Um, yep. It's not you know, drywall patching where you need to do it for 10 to 15 to 20, you know, plus hours to really get good at it. Um, I'd yep. probably even argue like thousands of hours because I've probably done it for a hundred. I'm still not good at it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have the system and the process down. And I think that that's really the key to it all. Um, that's, yep. you know, a lot of people get intimidated by it. And it's like, no, when you get the system, you get the flow down, you can knock out projects in a very quick amount of time as mm-hmm. long as your guys stick to the schedule, right? Right. And I say guys is not a gender term, just guys, girls, anybody right. can stick to the schedule in the process. So um, so let's talk a little bit about that kind of systematic flow that you guys have with your production, with the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you guys run on like two week cycles. You guys knock out multiple kitchens in that time frame. Just explain a little bit about, you know, how, how you guys, you know, go about your production, but then also like what you've seen, uh, the benefits you've seen that give to the company. Well, I think, yeah, we, we operate on two week cycles. Um, the first, the first part of that cycle is all of the doors and drawers. So we'll take down all of the doors and drawers, get them all in our shop. They're all loaded onto racks and we have everything organized with like the color and the process for each set of doors on little whiteboards that we keep on each rack. So everything is completely organized and, you know, we just have a system that we follow in that first week. um, You know, day one is all prep. So at the end of day one, everything should be prepped. We usually run uh, approximately three kitchens every 10 days. So we'll have all three kitchens prepped the first day. Day two is sand and prime. So we'll give a good scuff sand with 180 grit. Then we'll prime everything. We use a vinyl sealer. Um, Then day three is sand and coat. Um, Well, I'm sorry, sand and prime again. 
And then day four is Santa coat. So we'll do a finished coat. We use a 2K pig, pigmented polyurethane coating, um, but we'll, we'll just, we have a system where um, we know that we can get the best mechanical adhesion if we sand and coat in the same day. So we kind of run in that cycle where every, every day it's like sand and coat this, sand and coat this, and then we check it off uh, on those little whiteboards. So we know exactly yeah. where we're at. Um, we have a system where, you know, after, because usually there's five to six people in a shop all working on kitchens. So they'll take a door and then whenever they put it back on the rack, they'll flip the door. So we know which ones have been done, which ones need to be done, all of that great stuff. And then the following week we're in the homes. So like today is a Monday and it's the second week in our cycle. So I've got a crew on site and they're prep sanding and masking kitchen one. And then tomorrow I'll follow them and I will uh, set up our spray booth. I will, um, I'll prime sand and coat, and then we install. And then we just follow that same pattern. So tomorrow my crew, uh, my prep sand mask crew will be on kitchen two. Um, then they will be on kitchen three on Wednesday. And I just follow behind and, uh, awesome. and it works great. Um, you know, we, I feel like we've really got our process down. We have the right people in place. Um, and it's worked really well for us. That's awesome. That's cool. So did you develop, I mean, kind of the systems and the process, I'm sure a lot of it was trial and error, right? You know, yeah. as you've been doing this for yeah. a handful of years now. Um, but I mean, even to the point, I, I love the detail you go into and it's, I know you're a big proponent of SOPs and systems, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think yeah. that's how we get along so well, cause we think the same way. <laughs> um, but you just yeah. talked about like taking the door and just turning it so that, you know, it was done. Mm -hmm. Like you've got it down to a T like that. And I think yeah. that that's one thing that I see with a lot of business owners, they have systems, they have SOPs, but they're very loose. They're very vague yeah. and half their employees don't even know what they are. Right. Right. Um, and so you guys have the detailedness down to this is how we do things, right? It's, it's simple, yep. but just do it right. Yeah. Um, to where, like you said, you've got somebody that's two months into your, your company teaching somebody that's brand new how to do this because it's so systematic and duplicatable. Um, yeah. and that, that goes to show that you're building the right business system, right? You're not owning mm -hmm. a self-employed job. You're, you're building, you may not see that you're there where you want to be at, right? But you're right. in the process of building that, um, franchise prototype as Michael Gerber mm -hmm. talks about an e-myth, right? Yep. Um, you're systemat systematizing everything that is that you guys do. And that's, that's very cool. And so, you know, I'm sure doing all three sets of doors and drawer fronts in the shop at one time is very efficient and productive, right? Yes. Um, you know, yep. from being able to sand and do everything at one time. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, do you guys try to coordinate kitchens that have the same colors? Like if you have a, a white, one. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to go that much quicker for you guys, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a lot easier um, when we're able to schedule the same colors um, within the same, same area. Um, yep. And, you know, I, I think that the benefit, one of the main benefits is when we're doing everything all at once, the batch processing saves us so much time, um, but also the quality control is so much higher because we everybody's doing the same thing so we can throw a new person in there and they're not going to skip a beat because they've got four other people around them doing the same thing and kind of helping to monitor and helping to coach them so that they're learning at the same rate and like today we've got um we have two newer 
uh, employees. Like in the past month, I think we've past two months, at least we've hired four um, and all four of them came to me. Like I didn't even post that we were hiring. So it was great that That's they awesome. were able to come on board, but that today we've got two new ones um, with Allie and Jen who have been with us for over a year now. And so they're just, they jump right in. We have a list of things and they just, there's no standing around. They just kind of pick up um, and pitch in wherever they need to do it. That's awesome. That's really key. Um, so share a little bit. I know you mentioned earlier about the refinishing classes. Um, so COVID hits 2020, uh, I'm sure I'm sick of talking about it just as much as you are and everybody (laughs) listening to it, but I feel it's important to point out the way that you guys kind of pivoted your business a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff. So just share a little bit about kind of what you guys did in that timeframe. Yeah. Uh, when COVID hit, uh, well, first I had three kids at home who weren't able to go to school and, so that's really when we launched our uh, industrial coding line for D- the DIY market. So I was able to teach my kids hands-on life experience and give them a great education when they were in the shop with me. Yeah. So we were creating labels and you know our, picking our colors and having them pour paint and write thank you notes to our customers. And like they got a little bit of everything. Like they helped with the marketing too. Um, and then we introduced uh, inspired by university where we started running classes here Um, and that was definitely a challenge during covid because we had to take all of the precautions everybody had to wear a mask we had like little stickers like a green sticker if you could come close to them and a red sticker if you they wanted you to stay away and like little like you know there was just so many um just things that we had to do during that time but it was awesome because I would have a different uh, speaker in every month um, because of our Facebook group. I became acquainted with some of the best refinishers in the industry, and that's been incredible. And so through my relationships that I've developed with those, I would just have a different speaker come in every month and share on their specialty. And so we would be able to pack the classes here at my shop. And it was great because during that time, I feel like just being around other people, it helped me mentally (laughs) because, you know, you are so secluded. Um, But it also just helped, uh, you know, just my, my thought process and it expanded my thinking. I always love getting around other professionals because they, I I just, I love to learn. And so it just really helped me grow my business as well as, you know, every other aspect. That's awesome. And so you guys are still having, so you're not doing the workshops every single month right now. Right. Uh, but yeah. you guys are, I know you guys just did one earlier this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you say the plan? I think when we talked last was to have like one or two a year still moving forward. Yeah, I think um, last last year I did one a month, which was awesome, but it was a little overwhelming as far as the promotion. It felt like I was always promoting and it kind of detracted my focus. This year we did a huge one in May which was unbelievable. You know, we just had some of the best and brightest minds here. And uh, I was going to do them um, twice a year, but I think, I think I'm going to stick with once a year. I loved it. And I think it will create the pool. People want to get here. They know, um, I mean, everybody left with great, um, great things to say. So 
I know a lot that's of them awesome. are going to be coming back. They're already asking when the next one is. So good. <laughs> it was good. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure and piggyback our elite retreat that we're going to launch later this year, early next year, like halfway through the year when you're not having yours. And then that way we can just piggyback off the events. That together. will work. So that will work. Um, I love it. <laughs> you know, one thing uh, you mentioned earlier um, about the Facebook groups, right? You guys had yeah. started, um, you started the Refinishers Network, correct? Um, yeah, I started the Cabinet Refinishers Network yep. and um, the Kitchen Cabinet Painting Experts Group. Um, yeah. That was back in, what, 2017, I think it so was. So you were kind of early yeah. to the game when groups were really starting to take off yeah. on social media there. What made you want to do that? And I guess what benefits, obviously you just said, you know, some of the, the relationships and the knowledge you mm -hmm. gained, but what, what other benefits have you seen from that for your business? Yeah, um, one of my uh, one of my mentors, uh, Rebecca Gross Gross Rebecca Hansen. She um, she had a furniture uh, a furniture group that had you know thousands upon thousands of people, and she wanted to run a spinoff of that with cabinet refinishers. And at the time, I was doing furniture and cabinets, and she knew that. And she asked me if I would want to if I would want to do that, and so I with I partnered with her and we kind of together um with Melissa Lorello I brought her in too and we just kind of started this group and the idea was to help um furniture artists who wanted to transition into uh kitchen cabinet painting mm -hmm. to kind of give them that um direction and know-how and what it turned into was really more than I ever could have imagined I mean like it turned into a an arena where um you know, uh, starting from painting, brushing and rolling on, you know, paper plates to spraying industrial coatings. Like it's kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> the exponential growth that occurred <laughs> yes. in a short amount of time. But it was just because of these incredible refinishers who were willing to share knowledge, like they dropped their ego and they were like, they came down to my level and they helped me learn. And I feel like that's really why I have such a passion to pay it forward to all of these incredible refinishers who just really came down to my level and made things make sense. Because if you ever talk to a cabinet refinisher, sometimes it sounds like we are talking a completely different language. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, stop, like talking to yeah. like a Eric Reason or Denny, Denny Johns or, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, stop right there in English, please. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, you lost me at would... 2k poly earlier, by the right, way. So that's right. good. So. Well, yeah. So they, they broke it down for me and now I understand it. And now I talk like they did. And so my husband often, he's like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop yep. and start speaking English. <laughs> so. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, that's good. That's good. I appreciate you sharing about that. So what, what is two lessons you've learned since starting your business? Um, and it, it doesn't have to be paint or, you know, paint tech related. It can be if you want, but what are, what are a couple of things you've learned in the last seven years since you started inspired by you? You know, I, I think that there are so many lessons. Um, but I, yeah, sorry, when I, when I think about it too, so no, no, I, I think one of the main ones is, um, I cannot help everybody. Um, and that's hard for me because I want to help everybody. And, um, and I would get so frustrated um, because, you know, I felt like I was just giving and giving and giving and giving. And, um, 
And some people just don't want to be helped. And yes. so I think one of the Trust biggest me, lessons, one of the biggest lessons I learned was to help people who want to be helped and, um, and don't get frustrated with those who don't just don't waste time there because you know, you, you can't change people who don't want to be changed. You can't help people that don't want to be helped. Like don't get focused there. Focus on the people who want and value your time and energy. And, um, and that will save you just a lot of stress and a lot of headaches. Like for me, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned. And it's hard as a people pleaser when you can't please everybody. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. so I've learned oh, that, I love that, you know, that is, that is such a big lesson that I've learned. And, you know, I just think, um, and I'm still learning this is just trying to juggle everything, you know, yes. you know, our schedule, Chris, like we've got so yep. many balls up in the air um and volleyballs basketballs just, literally right literally yeah. <laughs> um but just making sure that i make my family a priority um and like here it's just uh, you, sometimes you learn the hard way like if if your kid gets upset that you're missing something or or if they're like just a little distant and then you connect and it's like oh why was that oh you missed my or you know whatever right. it was um, you don't, I, one of the lessons I've learned is just to always keep your priorities straight. And here, you know, I operate God family business. Like that's, that's my priorities and I've got to keep that at the helm. So, yeah. you know, just learning, learning that, you know, your kids are, nobody's going to care, you know, if your, your kids are, are the most important thing. I think you just got to yes. make, make time for them and make time for your spouse and like, just make sure that that, that is your prioritizing correctly. No, that's great. Well, I think, you know, one thing that goes into that is, you know, being disciplined with your schedule and, mm. you know, it is as bad as this may sound, but even to the point that if, if you have to like time block in a date night, time yes. block in one-on-one -on -one time with your kids. Like, I love that you, you know, I know sometimes you'll take mm -hmm. your kids on a trip and it's like just you, yeah. right? It's just yep. you guys, right? Um, and just all those little things, it's, we live in such a fast paced society, right? There's always mm -hmm. distractions. You know, Christina reminded me so gracefully this weekend. She was, cause I'm like, I just, I can't wait for the next three weeks to get over with, right? We get closed on both mm -hmm. houses. We get moved in, we kind of get settled and just be done with it. And she's like, you realize there's always going to be something next, right? And yes. I was like, God, you're so yep. right, you know? And so it's like, we have to be intentional with that time. And if, if family is a priority and you want to make it a priority, you have to force that to happen, right? Even if right. it is scheduling in, hey, from six to seven o'clock every night, we sit down and eat dinner together as a family. Mm -hmm. If you have to put that in your calendar to make sure you're home by 5.30, then do yeah. it. It's okay, you know? whatever works for, for everybody. And so, um, I love that. I, I love that, you know, you've, you've got your priorities in the right spot. And I think that's why you've been such a, a leader and an influence in the industry, um, in the last seven years. So, you know, you've shared a little bit about your, your heart and your passion for helping people. And that's one thing I've always appreciated about you. Um, you know, and, and you're this summer, you've kind of taken on a new spin with that, right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and developing the next generation of, of humans. Um, and so share a little <laughs> bit about, what you started doing on Fridays this summer with the youth. And uh, I know it kind of even grew a little bit more than you were expecting it to. So just share a little bit about what you've been doing the last couple of months with it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a blast. And at the beginning of the summer, um, Chad and I were talking, my my husband and I were talking, and um, we just wanted to get the kids in here to work a little bit more. <laughs> and, you know, we, we don't want them to ever, you know, just kind of sit back and, and we want them to earn everything that they get just because we believe that that's important. And we don't want anything to do with entitlement. So we we're like... Yeah let's let's get them in here to the shop we'll make them work and i was like oh okay well let's do that but then let's start teaching them some entrepreneurship stuff and then i was like okay well that's a good idea and let's um let's open it up to all of my employees kids too because if we're going to teach our kids we might as well teach other kids and then then it was like okay well why don't we talk to some other business owners in the area and we'll get them to come in and teach our kids and so it just became this whole big thing this summer. I love and it. it has been amazing because it's like, you know, I, I feel like there's so much value uh, when you're teaching and, and passing it on to the next generation. And um, it has been it has been so awesome because what started out for to better my kids, um, really, my kids in all honesty, they were like, mom, why do we have to do this? You know, and they did not like, they they liked it it when they were there, but the kids that were there and like, there was so many kids that did value and appreciate it. Unfortunately, it wasn't my kids, but there was some some great kids. And we always say it's all about seeds. Like we're just planting seeds so that when the time comes, like they're going to have that knowledge and it will be stored in there even when they don't appreciate it, <laughs> you know, whatever. They will one day, and you know that, right? Right, right. But the kids that were there, um, some of them, like, they they blocked it out on their calendar. They were there every Friday, and it was awesome. Like, just this past Friday, we were at um, Ferber Dental Associates. They, they're a local dentist, um, and he graduated from the high school that I did, uh, he started a dental practice with just he and his dad, um, you know, out of school. And now they've got 20 dentists working for them, over 250 oh employees. And it's incredible what he's done. And like I said, success yeah. principles don't ch- change no matter the arena. So right. he was in there talking about, you know, some of the stuff that they did and some of the partnerships that they created and what it means to be an entrepreneur and some things that you're going to have to persevere through. And it was just so valuable. And then he gave us a tour of his dental facility and it was, it was just awesome. awesome. The week before we had a lady come in and talk about running a nonprofit business and, and what she's done. Like, it's just been really neat to have all of this, all of these different people speak life into the kids and plant those seeds um, so that for their future, it will just continue to help them grow. That's awesome. That's super cool. When you told me, I think we had one of our meetings like right in the first week or two of summer when you're like, yeah, we're going to start doing this. And yeah. I know you. And I was like, yeah, this is going to turn into something way more than what you're <laughs> expecting. I, I don't know if you knew it at that time yet, but I knew it was coming for you. Yeah. And then I think at our next meeting two weeks later, you're like, well, this is blowing up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. So um, I, I love that about fun. you guys. You guys just like, you guys don't half-ass anything. Like you're going all in on it and you make it awesome. And I, I love that. So yeah. Um, 
Well, no, I appreciate your time as we kind of wrap up here. I, I know um, you're a big quote person, right? I see you share a lot of great stuff yeah. on Facebook. Um, <laughs> you had some really great, uh, really great one-liners and quotes in your presentation at the PCA Expo down in Orlando earlier this year. Um, and I love it because I feel like God, you know, kind of puts leads people to see these things when, when we mm -hmm. need them. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you ever no scroll question. through Facebook and you read something and you're like, Oh, I needed to yes. see that. Right. Um, so what's one quote you would love to leave listeners with here today? Something that's on your heart right now. Well, it's funny that you should say that because I often think that Facebook is psychic because whatever I need to hear that day, it's like those quotes exactly. pop up and I'm like, what in the world? Like, this is crazy. Yes, it knows. <laughs> um, it knows. It does. It's it's so wild. Um, but growing up, my mom always said life is all about choices. And, you know, it was one of those things like, we know, mom, you know, it's like yeah. the, planting seeds. Your but, mom was planting seeds. Right, right. But it's so true. And one of my favorite all time quotes is I, I heard it from John Maxwell. I don't know if he's the originator of the quote, but I he's the one that I heard it from. And he said, there is a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. And I just, I, I believe that. that everybody is where they are in life because of the choices that we've made. And if you don't like where you're at, you can always make better choices. And while we don't always have control of the circumstances around us, we always have control of our attitudes and our actions. And so I think that I that's it. one of my favorite all-time quotes and what I live by. So I love it. I love it. I got to share one of mine, which piggybacks off that perfectly. Yes. It's Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Mm. And I, I love that. Yep. And it's, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. I think a, a lot of people's no colors come out when, um, when adversity happens and they have two choices, mm -hmm. right? You can react to it yep. one way or you can react to it a second way. So, um, yep. no, I love it. Well, I will, uh, I will definitely put, um, links to your Facebook groups, um, in our podcast notes here. Um, I'll also put a awesome. link to your guys' website for your coding sales too, just in case anybody wants to check anything out, um, and Great. get in touch with you on it. They can keep, keep an eye out for the, the event next year. Um, and yeah. whatnot. so, um, no, I appreciate, uh, like I said, I really appreciate you taking time to record this. I appreciate everything you're doing for the industry. Um, like I said, I know you're a huge inspiration to a lot of people and, and leading, uh, leading more people than you probably even realize. And so I know uh, the PCA appreciates it. And I appreciate it too, Corey. Well, thank you so much for your time, Chris. I appreciate you. Awesome. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.